Welcome to the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. Each week, you'll hear testimonies that turned failures into hope, despair into inspiration, and darkness into light, as well as actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to overcome obstacles that can detour our Christian walk. Galatians 6.2 tells us to carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now here's your host, the Gospel Girl, Tammy Becker. Humanity hangs on the brink of self-annihilation. Human governments can't or won't stop it, but Jesus Christ promised to come back to save us from ourselves. He also said he will come as the king, a real leader with real solutions to our most difficult problems. Hi everyone, this is Tammy Becker. Welcome to the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. And we are continuing in our All About the Bible series and we're talking about real hope, where you can find it in the Bible. And we're talking about like when we face problems, whether say, for instance, it's crime in our neighborhood or unemployment, threats of terrorism, maybe even <laughs> just a pothole in the street. It is natural for us to look to our governments to help solve the problem. But we've all heard the cynics comment about the government. Let's say, oh, for instance, Henry Ward Beecher said, the worst thing in the world next to anarchy is government. Milton Freeman said the government solution to a problem is usually as bad as the problem. P.J. O'Rourke said giving money and power to the government is like giving whiskey and car keys to a teenage boy. So why does it seem that our governments are helpless in the face of problems or can become the cause of more problems? Corruption plagues government around the globe. We know this. We see it daily. We see it all over the news, fake news, whatever you want to call it. Conflicts between governments seem to spiral out of control and the world becomes a more dangerous place every single day for us. But, but Jesus Christ promised a solution to all these problems. He is coming back to earth and he promises a perfect form of government that will truly serve all of our needs for every human being. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Our real king, the one that's really going to rule, the one that's really going to be here to help us in any trouble that we have going forward. You know, the statistics and the human stories behind them are just horrifying. Dictators, tyrants, and leaders of every stripe have cheated, robbed, starved, repressed, jailed, tortured, raped, murdered their own subjects. 
For example, some estimates claim Kim Jong was responsible for the deaths of over 4 million or more of his own people. An incredible statistic considering North Korea has only about 23 million people. While he required his malnourished people to watch the public executions of people caught stealing food or trying to flee the country, he continued to spend extravagantly on his own lavish lifestyle. Now, according to the UN World Food Program, the average seven-year-old boy in North Korea is almost eight inches shorter than a South Korean the same, at the same age and more than 20 pounds lighter. This is in the world's 10 worst dictators in the parade copy, January 22 of 2006. You can check that out. So this was way back then. So sadly, there are, are, are many more stories like this today, and they've gotten worse. And as, as there have been like throughout history, think... Think about the uh, Serato. Oh, estimated, I think, to have embezzled 15 to 35 billion during his rule in Indonesia. And Stalin, who killed thousands in his purges of enemies of the people and starved millions more Russians with the worst man-made famine in human history. Uh, you can find these statistics at www.pbs.org if you want to check that out further, but it's where I got them. But before them were countless others, from Nimrod to Nebuchadnezzar to Nero to Napoleon, with power and the corruption that seems to inevitably follow. I mean, you know, it goes clear back in the Bible, clear back in the Bible. We can follow this over and over and over. But God has a rescue plan. The return of the king. The world desperately needs leaders to pull out of this death spiral that we seem to be in. And we need leaders to protect us from terrorist attacks and wars and crime and poverty, epidemics, financial crisis. Right now, it is October twenty. 22. We've had COVID, COVID, COVID. You know, we have, oh, I don't even want to say who's in the presidency right now, but it's just everything is spiraling out of control. Our shelves are becoming empty and people aren't even realizing it. You go in the store and it's becoming normal. They're not even looking at our shelves and just going, oh, it's just they're out of this, they're out of that, not realizing that the shortages of food is becoming a normality right here in America. And people are not having a clue about it. Instead of helping, our leaders are, are, are they're just, it's, they're entangled in bureaucracy bureaucracy. They're entangled in corruption. Instead of helping solve our problems, they're becoming 
a major cause of our problems. And the Bible shows that human leaders, both the best and the brightest and the lowest of the low, will bring humanity to the very brink of extinction. But then God promises a new leader will come to rescue us. Yay. This is good news. The gospel of the kingdom of God, the best news ever announced is that Jesus Christ is coming back soon as a real king to rule this planet. His rule will have none of the shortcomings of human leadership, and he will provide all the benefits earth citizens ever, ever, ever dreamed of. Jesus Christ is commonly known as our Savior. And what other important roles and titles was he prophesied to have? Let's take a look at our scripture today and see about some of this. If we turn to Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 to 7, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and his peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Now let's look at Luke chapter 1 verses 32 to 33. It says, He will be great and he will be called the Son of the Highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom there will be no end. Let's look at one more. John chapter 18 verses 33 to 37. Then Pilate entered and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this? Or did others tell you this concerning me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is the truth hears my voice. Jesus came the first time to give his life to become our savior. But he said, that chokes me up. He gave his life to become our savior. But he said, prophets and the angels proclaimed he was born to be a king. His second coming will highlight this role as his government and peace will increase forever. The throne of David had messianic overtones. And you can see in Jeremiah 23, 5-6, if you compared it with Isaiah 11, 1, and then 10, and then look 
over at Daniel 7, verse 14, it symbolized ruling over not just one nation, but God's kingdom, which will expand to, you know, to include other and all nations, I should say. So when Christ said his kingdom was not of this world in John 18:36, he meant it was of this order of things, this society. He was not saying it was not of this planet. Cosmos also can also mean the whole mass of men alienated from God and the world affairs, the aggregate of things earthly. That's like Greek Greek um definition so what let's take a look at what 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 will the world look like just before jesus christ returns well i think we're really looking kind of like that right now but if we turn to matthew 24 verses 5 to 8 and then 21 to 22 it says for many will come in my name saying i am the christ and will deceive many and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For the nation will rise against nation, and the kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famine, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. The religious deception, war, famine, and disease epidemics mentioned in verses 5 to 8 parallel and help explain the four horsemen of the apocalypse described in Revelation 6, 1 to 8. Verses 21 to 22 go on to describe an unprecedented time of trouble called the Great Tribulation. Now, verse 22 also identifies it is a time when humanity can wipe itself off the face of the earth, something that was not possible before the invention of nuclear weapons. So as the dangers in our world increase, we can see we are rapidly approaching this terrifying time. Terrifying. I'm going to be caught up in the rapture if I'm still here at this time, at that time and place. I'm not going to be around for this tribulation. I hope you're not either. Hope you're preparing. So what is the good news that Jesus and the New Testament church preached? Let's look at Mark chapter 1 verses 14 to 15. Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Then Luke chapter 9 verses 1 to 2. Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Matthew 24, verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. And finally, Acts chapter 28, verses 30 to 31. Then Paul dwelt two whole years in his own rented house and received all who came to him preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence no one forbidding him gospel gospel is an old English word that means good news Christ 
his original disciples, the Apostle Paul, the first century church of God, all preached the same good news, that Christ would come back and set up God's government, the kingdom of God. This will not only prevent human annihilation, but begin a time of peace and prosperity that will spread around the whole earth. That sounds wonderful. Let's take a look at how will Christ's return be heralded. Well, in Revelation chapter 11, verse 15, it says, The seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of the world have become the kingdoms of the Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. The rulership of all nations will be transferred from the incompetent hands of man to the perfect hands of our Creator, Jesus Christ. Christ will wear his title, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Revelation 19.16 What will the King of Kings do when he returns? Zechariah 14, 3 to 4, 9 and 16 tells us this. Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in the day of the battle. And in that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall be split into two from east to west, making a very large valley. Half of the mountain shall move toward the north and half of it toward the south. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day it shall be the Lord is one and the name one. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which come against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of the tabernacles. After defeating the deceived armies of the earth, who will make a futile attempt to stop his return, Christ will take over as king over all the earth, as we saw in verse 9. Then we'll begin the massive effort to teach the way of peace to all the nations and to repair the war-torn world. We're going to see a little bit more about that in the upcoming some upcoming um, podcast episodes for you. All right, and finally, how is Jesus Christ's approach to leadership completely different from what this world has known? Turning to Matthew chapter 20, verse 25 to 28, but Jesus called them to himself and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus' motivation and methods of leadership are never selfish. And in fact, he gave everything, even his life. Everything he does is for the eternal benefit 
of those he serves. And we're going to see more about how Christ is going to be training his people later on in another podcast. But we've come to the end of our lesson today. And I hope that you've seen that Jesus Christ is real and he's the real king and he's setting up his kingdom of God. And our next three podcasts, we're going to explore more about the focus of the Bible and how much real hope for mankind that gives us the good news of the kingdom of God, a kingdom that has the four necessary elements, the king, the laws, the subjects, and the territory. It's all revealed in scriptures, folks, all of it. And it's both a dream come true and it's going to be beyond your wildest dreams. So as as we go on, I hope that uh, these lessons are blessing you. I hope that you're, you're being blessed by the Lord. He's giving you discernment. And even though we're discussing times of trouble leading up to his return, Jesus Christ told his followers, watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Luke twenty one thirty six. The context shows there are two areas that we're to watch and pray about. The conditions in the world and our personal spiritual condition. Are you watching those? Are you watching the things of the world? Are you watching your own spiritual condition? If I can help you in any way, look at our description in the podcast. Send me an email. I can pray for you. I can send you information if you want to know Jesus and be in that eternal home together and have Jesus in your heart. Folks, have a blessed week. This is Tammy Becker for the Almighty God and Gospel Girl Podcast. I hope to see you back here next week. God bless. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another weekly episode of the Almighty God and Gospel Girl Podcast. If you have a testimony you would like to share with us, please contact us through our website at youministries.com. That's youministries.com. Until next week, May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.